This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the cutting of number 53, Marcus Washington. We talk about who the Redskins are going to go after in free agency. Will it be Albert Hainsworth? Will it keep D'Angelo Hall? This is much more live with Aaron Judge John. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. What's up, y'all? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. What's happening? What's up, dudes? Welcome to episode number 160, Harry Hog Football, the original Redskin Fans Podcast. Oh, yeah. 160. 160 episodes, man. Can you believe it? Dude, mm-hmm. it's like Chris Samuels plus 100. <laughs> plus a hundred. That was deep. Plus a century. That was deep, dudes. Plus a century. We've got a lot of news uh, coming out of Redskins camp this week. Yeah. Um, that's right. Surprisingly. Should we dive right into um, it? I guess yeah, we should. In, man. All right. Yeah, First dudes, and let's, foremost, let's dive news. right on in because, you know, because we've been, uh, you know, we've been talking about this being the 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 armpit and the butt crack and all that stuff of the arm of the off season. But we've got a lot. To, we had a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, dudes. That's true. That's true. Um, perhaps the biggest news of the week. We already called it. I must say on the podcast. Um, do we call number fifty three Marcus Washington? Cut. Cut. Man, yeah. I can't even get yeah. I can't I, even get a, a a full John Adams cut because I just I feel bad for him because you know you mean like this Marcus Washington yeah yeah, yeah I can't even do I, that for him because that's what I said on know. the uh, on the website too it was like you know if it was a guy that we didn't like or something that's one thing but Sean's you know he's a good guy and he was a good red yeah we we all yeah, love Marcus Washington. Go. We all hate to see him go, but we do have to admit over the last couple of years he's kind of gone downhill due to injury. Yeah, due to injury. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. So, dude, good luck. We'll miss you in the Washington Redskins uniform. Hopefully someone else you'll uh, be able to pick it up somewhere and, you know, continue your career if you want to finish paying for those yep. braces. <laughs> my, uh, my wife will continue to wear your jersey, I'm sure. <laughs> Amy does love her Marcus Washington jersey. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the other big news. Cut. Sorry, dudes. Yeah. Good luck, uh, Marcus Washington, wherever you go, unless it's the Cowboys or the Eagles <laughs> or the Giants. Um. <laughs> in other news from this week, or actually, this was a target, uh, a topic of discussion amongst us. Who do you think the Redskins are going to target to keep Jason Taylor or D'Angelo Hall? Or will they just say screw it with both of those guys and go after um, Albert Hainsworth, the Cowboy Stomper? Well, there's, been, there's, there's a whole ahead, lot of speculation going on right now. Right now it is uh, Tuesday night. Um, in just a little over 48 hours, free agency will start at 12.01 Friday morning on the 27th. Um, I fully expect Redskins 1 to be fueled up and flying out, getting ready, you know, putting the extra ballast on one side so they can pick up Albert Hainsworth because you know he's going to make that plane tilt to one side because he's so big. 
And I fully and the expect side, them. The other side will be carrying the $100 million, and that weighs a lot. Too, right? <laughs> It'll be Dan Snyder, <laughs> little-ass Dan Snyder and his $100 million sitting on the other side to outweigh it, to balance the Especially cargo. if they're all the Sacagawea um, golden dollars. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? We're back. We are back. All right. <laughs> We're back. We experienced a few technical difficulties, and somehow we... We lost John there for a few minutes, but here we are. I was floating around in cyberspace anyway, we were... for a while there, guys. I apologize. Um, as you guys I, have I'm been sure... able to tell from the sound uh, quality, for those of you guys who have heard us before, um, hopefully it's sounding a lot better uh, sound quality-wise um, for this recording for episode 160. We're, uh, we're experimenting with some new stuff because for those of you guys who are loyal HHF listeners, Harry Hog Nation, you know that we uh, record from three different states, and that uh, that's right. You know we've been going over cell phones and going through the computers, and right now we're trying a new system to try to uh, to try to uh, I don't know, give you a better quality product from Harry Hog Football. Because if there's one thing right. that Harry Hog Football is about, it's quality. It's quality. <laughs> Hear the quality <laughs> and quantity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We were talking about uh, Josh was talking about number fifty-five, and we were talking about who do we want? Oh, Josh was talking or who about who do you Mr. think Nichols, the Redskins? Right. Are... Yeah, dude. Because <laughs> basically, I was saying that you know I know we've been talking a lot about him, but um, I I don't know that he's going anywhere. I really don't. You know the buzz over the last couple of days, and and you know it's all speculation, especially in Washington, but it's all speculation. The buzz recently is that. Jason Taylor's going to be back. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. But the question is, how are they going to keep him and D'Angelo Hall? Because we already heard this week that the Redskins have been meeting with D'Angelo Hall's agent at the Combine in Indianapolis. Yeah. Agents, he has two of them. He has two of them. And apparently the word today on Tuesday is that uh, the higher-ups at Redskins Park are not too happy with D'Angelo Hall's agents, they're uh, they're getting a little nipped at him, and that's maybe perhaps why we've been hearing rumors today that the Redskins are going to sign Albert Hainsworth for one hundred million dollars. 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 That's only a hundred times more than uh, what we could buy the whole team for, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, didn't Dan Snyder buy the whole entire team for eight hundred million or something? And like the that? stadium, yeah, eight, yeah, eight hundred million plus, yeah, plus the stadium got thrown in. Yeah. It was a, it was a fire sale. <laughs> this is one dude. If Dan Snyder does that, he's insane. And how much your tickets going to be, boys? Well, not even that. How who are we going to cut? Because right now we're right at the salary cap. Which is 123 million going into this season. We're right at it since we cut Marcus Washington, and that took about four million off the cap. Um, we can't yeah. sign anybody right now. We've got to cut a lot more people before Friday morning at 12:01 a.m. before we can even sign anybody. The only thing I can think of is that Snyder and Serato, you know, Crazy Eye Serato, and those guys up there are thinking. Well, you know, we're going to gamble on the, on uh, there being no salary cap in 2010 as the whole collective bargaining agreement breaks down and 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 the NFL is thrown into you know, chaos as they they people keep saying and predicting. Why does D'Angelo Hall have two agents? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Alvin 
Alvin Keels and Joel Siegel. I mean, what is it like? Good cop, bad cop, or something? I mean, one of them's probably like his uncle or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I I think that's right, Josh. I think it's good cop, bad cop. That's probably the you way they so? work. I don't know, man. I don't dude, know. all I know is that it came out today that uh, or a couple days ago they were saying, oh, he's going to go on the free agent market and he's going to get a lot more money than the Redskins are offering him. And today he comes out and he's like, I want to play for the Redskins, which tells me. That yep. the feelers are out to the other thirty-one teams, and everyone's like, "Yeah, we." Yeah, I'll tell you what he said today. He was talking about his time over in Oakland when they gave him that seventy-two million dollar contract, right. and uh, then he was cut after eight games. He was what? And today he he was cut. Um, Thank you. So anyway, today he says, and I quote: "I was the highest-paid DB for eight weeks." But I learned it's not all about the money. When teams are counting on you, everybody's real nice. But Oakland wanted me to do things that would be like you writing your stories backwards. The Redskins have an advantage since we've had a chance to feel each other out. I'm optimistic we can get something done in time, but there's not much time before I become a free agent. Dude, you know what that says to me? That says to me that he's not getting the big offers that he thought he was going to get. He stuck his toe in the water and nothing nibbled on it. Did you say that he wanted to be a Raven or a Redskin? Redskin, dude. Okay. I could have sworn you said that he wanted to be a Raven. You got home fries in your ears, man. Home fries. What time do you home fries? I think it's your, I you think it's your Skype cutting out. <laughs> All right. So. Well, dude, and still, even with D'Angelo Hall, he does have a tendency to play the Deion Sanders kind of way. Big play. He's feast or famine. He's a big player. He gets burnt big time. And we already know that about him. So I don't, I don't know if you want to invest a ton of money in a guy like that. And and, and what How it comes down to, this past year we have had, we had a, not a very good offensive line or defensive front line. Our ends couldn't get to the quarterback. Our, our, our defensive tackles were okay, but they weren't putting any pressure on the quarterback up the middle either. Um, people were running on them pretty strongly because of the uh, the weak linebacking core. Um, the base, the main reason we had the number four defense in the NFL is because we had so many great cornerbacks between Springs, Hall, who came in halfway through the season, and and and, and our number twenty two who played you know, up and down all through the season. He played really well at first, and he was not all that good after that. If if you have a weak off or defensive front line, but you have a very strong secondary with Horton and Landry back there as well, the secondary is going to carry that defense, and that's what happened last year. But when you have a strong offensive line that can put – or, damn it, defensive line that can put pressure on the quarterback <laughs> – they could put pressure on the quarterback a lot during the game, which is exactly the opposite of what the Redskins have done the last couple of years. When you're putting pressure on the quarterback and hitting the quarterback and sacking the quarterback, you make a good secondary look great. And so I'm starting to think that the Redskins are thinking more like we need to invest in the D-line much more than we need to invest in the secondary. What do you guys think? Well... They need to more of a, more of a Haynesworth push and re-sign Jason Taylor than worry about D'Angelo Hall, who's going to get burnt like Dion because he's he's you know getting mad at other people for not making tackles that are defensive line. Seriously though, I don't see why they're going after Jason Taylor so much when Demetric Evans played 
better than Taylor did, and they haven't even offered him a deal at yeah, all. Yeah, I think He's that's about to go weak. in the free agent market as well. It is pretty weak. Well, I don't know, dudes. I, you know, what, what's Carlos Rogers worth to us this year? I mean, what's he counting against the cap? Uh, uh, I have no idea. A pack of, a, a jumbo pack of toilet paper. And, Let's see uh, what we can get for him. See what we can get for him or make him a backup. Well, I think he's going to be a backup <laughs> until Sean Springs gets hurt the first week he can. Yeah, pretty much. I ain't no backup to nobody. But I think you're right about the secondary. They're pretty strong. Like, if we're going to spend a ton of money, I'd rather see it spent on the defensive line. But we we did that with Jason Taylor, and he didn't help. Man. Well, I think like, that might be what they're thinking. Well, I think they're thinking, uh, you know, maybe they're seeing that he's been healthy, that well, he's looking good, everything. I don't know. Well, what I, you know? what I think is that they went through the first year signing Jason Taylor to $8 million, $8.5 million for each year, last year and this year. Word is, I mean, he's already said he's not going to play after the season is over, the 2009 season. He's going to be done. He's going to go dance with the stars again or something. Yeah, he's he's a one-year investment um, because he's not planning to play past the season. So, so do you want to go with this guy? Do you want to go or should you save that $8.5 million and go with someone like Demetric Evans who can be someone who not only can play the end – but he can also play defensive tackle. He weighs a lot more than Jason Taylor. Man, I'm getting pissed off about this. He weighs a lot more than Jason Taylor, can play two positions, had just as many sacks <laughs> on the season, and they aren't even offering him a contract. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Um, I'm with you, dude. I say let Jason Taylor part ways, but you know how dumb the uh, Serato Oh, I remember where I was going with that. Yeah, the the whole point I was trying to make there, the whole point, the whole point, dudes, was that I think it's more that the management of the Redskins is like, oh, we know this guy is going to be so good. We signed him for a reason. We know he's going to be good, even though everyone else in the country realizes he's a big total bust in the NFC East. You know, I think think it's just Mm -hmm. their pride with Serato and Danny and maybe even Zorn saying they're going to bring him back. Rather than saying, well, it was a mistake, we thought he'd be good, he doesn't fit the scheme, he's not going to be good here, he's past his prime, cut. Let's not waste $8.5 million on him. We can use that to get someone like a, a Crowell, Angelo Crowell, who could be a good replacement for Marcus Washington because Buffalo has already said they're not re-signing him at all. He might be a really good one, and he's played with Leonard Fletcher. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, I think it's just pride up in the, in the front office because they think they know football so well and it's been obvious since the Danny has bought the team, and he, or that he and Yes Boy Serato don't know Jack about football. Cut! <laughs> oh, man, well, this is driving me hey, crazy. Hey, let me just... Hey, John. And your point's proven by the fact that every single one of our draft picks last year was signed. Like, we're not going to make a bad pick. Oh, yeah, we're not going to make a bad pick. We're going to keep... Well, at least they cut the punter early. But then again... That was probably that may have ended up being a mistake because we ended up cutting our punter, Plackemeyer. They bring in the slowest punter in the history of the NFL to come in and finish the season, and then and the Redskins end up last in the NFL, not the NFC, but the NFL in punting. So he's someone, if anything, a kicker or a punter is someone that you have to keep for usually one or two years before they blossom into an NFL quality player. 
But then again, we might be that well, that that also yeah. holds true almost every single time with wide receivers. It's really rare for a wide receiver to come through in his first year. So this could be well, a dude, huge dude. year for our wide receivers and for Ver, or, uh, Fred Davis, our tight end, to come through. You know, a it year could be. So well, it could be. I think it will be. To be honest with you. Let me throw something else into the mix. Let me throw this into the mix because we're talking about, you know, what if this and what if that. Well, you, you can't say what if without throwing this year's draft into the mix also. I mean, we were having a little discussion uh, off-site, and uh, Aaron Aaron and I, um, and Aaron was kind of like posing the question, you know, who do we take in this year's draft? You know, we've got the 13th pick. Um, you know, who's going to be around at that point? John you would think we would be looking pretty – you, you would think we would be looking pretty strongly at um, some some offensive linemen, but uh, you know I'm it's my concern that the offensive linemen are going to be gone uh, by that point. You know you've got uh, a handful of offensive linemen there. Um, you know Jason Smith out of out of Baylor. You got Eugene Monroe out of Virginia. Um, yeah, he's gonna Michael be- Orr out of Ole, Ole Miss. Yeah, so is he. Uh, you know. I mean, I, those guys are going to be gone. Yeah. I, that's that's my opinion. So then you're kind of in no man's land. So what do you start looking at? And I think we start looking at some – I think we do start looking at defense there. And I'm wondering if they think, okay, well, let's keep Jason Taylor in here. And if we and if, and if we let Demetrius Evans go, then we've got, uh, we've got the draft to kind of look at that stuff too. I mean, there's a handful of, uh, you know, defensive players there that could possibly go somewhere around there if they can't get it, or they could trade and and for a later pick to, to pick somebody up else later, sooner. You know, I, you, you know how it is yeah. with on draft day. I'm just saying you can't look at the whole picture without taking into account what they're thinking about as a possibility in the draft. Right, and and that's a good point because it is going to be year two of Zorn. Um, uh, Zorn. Zorn, that's right. <laughs> It's going to be year two of the Zorn era, and, uh, you know, he actually has more of a chance to shape the team in his image. He, he, he basically inherited Joe Gibbs' team, and pretty much everyone he drafted, he had to uh, more or less redshirt as freshmen, except for Chris Horton, who was almost Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last pick they had. He was almost the last pick in the draft, and he's the, he's the only one that, that made any kind of contribution this year. Or this past season, yeah. so you know, it, it, I think some of those guys, like I said, I think I think the receivers are going to come around this year. I think the, that Fred Davis is going to be much more of a impact player this year, which means he could catch one touchdown. That's much more of an impact than he had. And and you know, the, you can't take Joe Gibbs's team and give it to someone West Coast like Jim Zorn and be like, oh, here you go, win the Super Bowl, because it's not going to happen. So it, it's it's a matter of giving Zorn a chance to draft more players that are in the image of the team that he wants and Serato going along with the same thing. And it seems like they're going in the same direction. But, right. yeah, dude, you're exactly right with pick 13. Are the Redskins going to trade up and or trade down and hopefully get more draft picks that they can afford to sign? Because um, the only guy that I can think of that could be available um, would be – well, there's two guys actually – and, and of course, we're two months short of the draft. But that uh, the Opacor or Okapor, that guy from uh, Texas, the defensive end, who hurt his hamstring, 
in on the final yeah. day, I believe on Monday of the combine, is someone the Redskins have talked to. And uh, I can't remember his name, but it's that that uh, linebacker from um, USC also got himself hurt. And if he's around at number thirteen, I don't. I haven't watched the film on him, but the people I've been hearing on the radio and 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 on different talking heads uh, sports shows um, that that have no standards whatsoever that can't live up to Harry Hog football whatsoever. Um, they're saying that the Redskins would be crazy to not pick him up if he is still available, but I don't know anything about that's, the guy. That's, that's Brian Cushing out of USC. Is it Cushing? I thought it was more of a – Cushing, I think. Is it? I thought it was – Is that who you're talking about? It might be. It, oh. he, he's a, he looks like a, a, one of the – There's, a, there's another – There's another. well, there's two linebackers out of USC. There's there's that guy, Brian Cushing, and then – his fellow linebacker's name is like Ray Maugla or something like that. It's that guy. It's the guy, the Island last name. Yeah, that guy. The, the people are really high on him, but since he uh, hurt himself in the combine, um, people are like, right. oh, he may drop down, blah, blah, blah. But who knows? It's two months away. But, you know, it, right. they may end up going with that kind of thing, trying to put more – stack more people on the defensive line. But, again, defensive well, you- linemen and defensive ends – Look at Mario Williams a couple of years ago. People were going crazy in Houston because they drafted him number one over Vince Young and Reggie Bush. It's taken the guy a couple of years to blossom into the defensive end monster that they thought he was going to be, but he had double-digit sacks last year, and he is leading one of the big up-and-coming defenses in the NFL down in Houston. It, defensive yeah. linemen mm-hmm. don't come out and usually make a difference right away. Same with, with – uh, same with wide receivers. Those are not usually players that come out and make a difference in their first season. It's usually people like running backs um, more than anybody else that make that kind of a cha- uh, make that kind of a difference on their team. So you, you got to give it time to work out and to gel. So we got to give it at least another right. year and let the draft picks that are coming around let the draft picks from last year start making a difference on offense. Hopefully, Chad Reinhart will actually give, be given a chance to play. And make it and con- contribute in some way to the offensive line, and 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 you know maybe maybe defensive line is the way to go. I mean, look at Pittsburgh, who won the Super Bowl this year. I'd say arguably the best defense, but I think by far the best defense in the NFL in '08. And their offense, you know, they had a great quarterback. I think Ben Roethlisberger is fantastic because he's the size of an offensive lineman almost. He could take an enormous amount of hits, and that's why he they were able to win the Super Bowl because their offensive line was suspect all year long. They gave up so many sacks, so many pressures on the quarterback. He took so much brute, so many brutal hits, and, and he was able to work himself out of so many more hits because he's so big, he's so rough, he's so physical. You know, they had they did not have a great offensive line, and they were able to win the Super Bowl. And yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is an anomaly as far as a quarterback is concerned in the NFL because he's so big and so strong. But you know, maybe um, maybe the Redskins are thinking, well, we're just going to have to get Jason Campbell to be more mobile in the pocket, and we're just going to keep building up the defensive line to to help our team because defenses win Super Bowls. That might be what well, that's thinking. true. To sum it, to and, and, sum it all up, dude. To sum up what John is saying, yes. Don't count our draft picks from 08 out yet. No, I agree. And John, on that note too, you're talking about linebackers. I think there's some linebackers there that are going to show up in the draft that even before 
you know, that guy you're talking about out of USC, I think like this guy James Laurinaitis out of Ohio State could be a real contender for that. That guy's got a great pick. name. Laurinaitis. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome name. I mean, he was a Buckus Award winner in 2007. Sounds like right? a disease. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I could see us taking that guy. So, I, I don't know. Um, it would not surprise we'll see what happens. Dude, because there's one I'm area where we're going to take really like, strong up until this past season for a while has been linebacker, and suddenly our linebacking core is really, really weak. Yeah, once they you got rid of Lamar Arrington, it was all over. Dude, dude, you guys right. know we're going to take something like a uh, fullback with our first pick, don't you? <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right, moving on. What else and we the got? Redskins select with the 13th pick in the draft. Long snapper. <laughs> That'll be next year. That'll dude. figure. I mean, they already signed competition for Ethan Albright for some bizarre reason, so who knows what they're As the snow flies. Seriously. <laughs> On a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born. In the ghetto. Dude, babies were born when Ethan Albright was 25, and now they're playing in the NFL. <laughs> they were babies born in the Chicago ghettos. When Ethan Albright was playing so, in the NFL, they're 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 just getting drafted this year. That's how long he's been. So we okay. Hey, you guys remember a dude named Philip Daniels? I was oh, going to yeah. say, yeah, Philip Daniels. Yep. Yeah, dude. He What's his my story, helmet. John? Is he still injured or is he coming back? I haven't heard anything about what he's going. I think probably doing. a quiet thing is a good thing at this point for Philip Daniels. So See, I think? was thinking they would let. They would let Taylor go, and like, you know, maybe Evans would be back up to speed. Well, the problem with Philip Daniels, unfortunately, a former first round draft pick with Chicago, is that, again, he's an oft injured, lots of talent, oft injured player. Um, mm-hmm. Just like Cornelius mm-hmm. Griffin, who I believe was a first round pick with the Giants, same deal. Um, if they bring in Albert Hainsworth, I guarantee he's going to get cut because he's injured all the time, too. And I'm not saying anything about his toughness. It's like um, Aaron's favorite player from uh, Samoa, whose sock he has autographed. Um, same thing. He used to play right next to to Cornelius Griffith. Injured all the time, played through major injuries. Can't question his toughness, but how effective are you going to be if you're always playing through major injuries in the middle of the line? Mm-hmm. So, a mm-hmm. war at the end of the line in Philip Daniels' case. So, what do you think? Do you think he's he's a candidate to be re-signed, or do you think the Redskins need to part ways with a 32, 33-year-old defensive end that, that has battled injuries every year and had a season-ending injury on the first day of training camp? Well, I think they need to either keep him or Demetric Evans, one of those two guys. I agree. I think they need to keep Demetric Evans. I think they're making a big mistake by not going with him. <clears throat> No, I do too. Not as a starter. I saw that, that they were key. Well, I, I just want to touch on this because uh, we were talking about O-line versus D-line and what we're going to do. And um, I know, you know, I know we're going to go into talking about some combine stuff in a little bit, and I don't want to skip ahead. But uh, Jim, Dor- uh, Jim Zorn uh, did say uh, at the combine in his press conference that because um, he was talking about about uh, Randy Thomas and the injury there, and he had some surgery last month. And uh, basically, Jim Zorn came out and said that uh, the team's got to get some of its younger reserves uh, on its offensive line ready to play larger roles next season. Um, he did not, however, come out and say that, you know, 
the club's aging offensive line must be overhauled. Um, so, I mean, he, he, you know, he did say that. And, it, again, all, all this stuff just makes you think, what are they going to do? What's in the works? Who do they have already in the reserves? Well, dudes, it would surprise yeah. me when we get to Friday morning. It's like we'll wake up Friday morning and the jet has been somewhere that we haven't even thought about. And they're already signing <laughs> some player and everyone's going to be like, whoa, how the Redskins get that person? Right. I mean, jet, we'll, we'll see if we can find the jet tracker. It's getting harder every year. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be something dumb, though, like, like – the Redskins have signed Donovan McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be like some shocker, you know. Well, yeah, it's like the Redskins have signed Matt Castle and have traded Jason Campbell to the Saints. <laughs> I know, something like that. <laughs> Speaking of, what is this thing that you have in the itinerary about Chris Canty? Oh, Cowboy? The Redskins are interested in him? Um, yeah, there's there's Did been a note on somewhere? one of the... Uh, the uh, Dallas Cowboys um, um, websites, not the official website, but I, I think a similar to Harry Hog Football, but Dallas Cowboy type site called the Landry Hat. That's com. the Landry Hat. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. there's a that's the only on there. place I've seen it though. What's that? I was going to say that's the only place I've seen it, so I can't even say it's worth talking about. Yeah, well, we never. I mean, we'll give a shout out to the dude. We'll see what we say or what uh what comes of that. Because um, I did actually hear this on the radio during uh, the John Thompson show, where uh, smoking out Coken and uh and uh Brian Mitchell were talking about this today. Um, that Chris Canty could in fact be signed by the Redskins as a uh, you know he's kind of a second tier free agent, but uh I got to say, what has he done for Dallas? I mean, he was awesome at UVA. I got to say that when he played, but he had a what major injury. Me he had a major injury his senior year, and it took him like three years before he got back into like NFL shape. And he hasn't done much down mm-hmm. there. And I don't, I, I got a question signing a guy from Big D. Mm. Yeah, me too. I'm not a big fan I of that. Never so, do so that that's something that could happen. But Chris Canty is as as voiced over and over. He's not very happy there. So, you know. As someone who was was badly injured, I th- I believe it was a knee injury, um, hmm. his senior year at at the University of Virginia, he uh, he took what he got from the NFL, and maybe he's he's, he's ready to uh, move beyond that and say thanks for helping me get into the NFL. Now I'm going to go play for a real team that has like heart and spirit and, and not an owner that that used to say things like. All press is good press, but we'll get into that later. Mm. Yeah. On another note, John. Yeah, sir. Josh, what's yes. what's up on the Reed Dowdy front? They letting him go? Um. What they're gonna let him test the waters, right? I'm sure. Apparently, the deal with Reed Dowdy is that if they sign him to a to a tender, it was going to be just over a million dollars, and obviously the Redskins don't think he's worth that. So they're going to let him test the waters. And uh, they can sign him for less, but I think the uh, the deal is if they signed it for just over a million dollars, it was going to be one of those matcher or uh, make a better offer type things. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't think the Redskins. I got to be perfectly honest with you. I would be surprised to see him on the uh, roster at the beginning of the season, going into '09 at the end of training yeah. camp, because I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to bring him back 
if he re-signs with the Redskins. I think he'll be in camp, but I would not be surprised to see if he gets cut before the end of the uh, the preseason. I think he's a quality guy. Obviously, he proved himself. I think he's a quality guy to have around to step in to to a position and step up and, and do what he has to do when he's um, you know when he's put into that that position. Uh, and, and you know he did fine when he had to come in and play like he did. Um, you know after uh, Sean Taylor was uh, was killed, but it. it to see, you know, to have him sitting there on the roster, I, you know, I don't know. I think it's the kind of guy maybe you want to keep him around, you know. Uh, he's, he's great he's on one special of those teams. Guys. He's a team leader. He's a smart player coming out of one AA school. Um, he's yeah. had issues where we all know about his hearing issues where he has to wear hearing aids and he needs uh, hand signals, which can be kind of dicey with people on the other side of the field stealing signals to tell what's going on. Um, obviously that that's a hindrance when you're on the field and you can't you can't hear. Um, and also we know that he had a a major injury to a uh, was it a nerve in his neck, something of that nature. I mean he I may not back. be he may not be football ready anymore in his life. So you know his agent's saying that he's better now than he was last year. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know. It, like I said, it would not be surprising to me if they let him go. Even his if they agent, I think I read is Dave Butts. What's that? I'm sorry, dude. I read, I read that his agent's Dave Butts. Is that the same Dave Butts? That I tried the, to uh... find information on that. I saw it was David Butts, and so I'm starting to think because they said David Butts like four times, not like Mister Butts or you know Butts or <laughs> you know all the different ways you would say a person's name in a typical article. Um, they just kept saying David Butts said, David Butts said. So I'm starting to think that it's not the same Dave Butts because I figure he's probably running a car dealership somewhere. But <laughs> and not Dowdy's agent. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I did a little research. I couldn't find anything to corroborate that that would be the same uh, Dave Butts of the uh, scraped up, painted, uh, non-painted helmet era of the uh, the great '80s Washington Redskins teams. All right. Anyway, <laughs> that being said, John's entrance music. John Shaft. Oh yeah. Did you guys hear anything else that you want to discuss about the combine? Well, I told you what Zorn said. You know, at the combine. Um, you know, I think that Zorn also said at the Combine he did not expect the Redskins to re-sign D'Angelo Hall or Pete Kendall. Um, really? As Pete unrestricted Kendall? free. Yeah. Uh, he did, excuse me, he did not expect to re-sign them before the free agency market opened up okay. on the 27th. I'm kind of surprised about Pete Kendall. Had, he, I, I figure at this stage of Pete Kendall's career, he'd probably take take the offer that he's given. Well, let me let me so, follow this up by saying that you know Zorn said he didn't rule it out, but uh, and that he remains hopeful that they could re-sign both of them eventually. Gotcha. So with that being that said, whatever. With that, that being said, do you think they're going to wait and see if anyone actually wants to pay Jason Taylor eight million dollars before they re-sign him well, for something cheaper? Well, he signed. Jason Taylor signed. He's for already two signed. Years. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting yeah, that because they kept he, they kept saying when they did that deal that they, he was only going to play one year anyway. Well, here here's the so deal. He's Why don't signed. they cut him? 
and then you know see if anyone makes him an offer and then see if they can top it if they really want him back that bad. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want him idea. back anyway. It just drives me crazy. Here, here's what else Zorn said. Here's what else he said. Cole <laughs> Brennan is going to be given lots of playing time in preseason games and could unseat Todd Collins as the Redskins' number two. That's another another example of the team becoming Jim Zorn's team. Yeah. Todd Collins is is he needs to go to wherever uh, Al Saunders went as the offensive coordinator. Todd Collins is an Al Saunders guy. He should have gone with him last year. I think Al he, Saunders is in in St. Louis. I if think I'm not so, mistaken. something like that. Um, you know, Todd Collins signed for a really good amount of money for a backup who used to be a, who was like a third stringer for most of his career, and he's someone that can step in as we all know. And, and take care of Al Saunders' offense, great, but he's not a West Coaster. And it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he got he got relegated or cut. Cut! Cut! <laughs> yeah, because he makes too much. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could see um, Colt Brennan. We saw little glimpses of him in the um, preseason last year and how he had that unorthodox style but he seemed to make things happen at least in preseason against the third string scrubs i'm telling you jim zorn likes colt brennan and wants him to be a starting quarterback i'm not saying that jason campbell is not going to be the starting quarterback at all i guarantee he's going to be the starting quarterback unless he gets hurt but zorn likes brennan and brennan is the quarterback of the future for the redskins as long as zorn is the coach you heard it here. Uh, well, John's you know, not you know, it, is, it is Campbell's final season of his contract, so yeah. you know, uh, J- Jim Zorn came out and talked about that too. And basically, said he doesn't know how that's going to play out as far as years or extension of the contract or anything like that. Right. Um, Jason Campbell better step up a little bit this year. Yeah, he's going to have. Um, he doesn't have any more excuses about a new coach or anything like that. Well, well, Zorn was asked, uh, you know, do you think Campbell can basically separate his playing and and the business side of things being that this is his last year, you know, under contract. And uh, Zorn said, you know, I hope that he can, and it's, it's going to probably, you know, stick with him. But it, basically he said, I'm going to ride, ride, the, ride him hard, you know, work him really hard. Um, <laughs> he said, I think he's a, he's a pretty quality guy. Um, but uh, anyway, he just said he's going to be in there working hard, trying to be a better quarterback. He was very noncommittal about any of that stuff. So. We brought in the anyway, you guys line. got anything else from the um, you got anything else from the combine, man? Just that he Four wanted minutes. to see Chad Reinhart and Devin Clark. Here we go on the O line again, people. Uh, he wanted to see them getting some playing time, battling to earn it. He also doesn't want to admit that either of them were bad year. picks. Yep. Yep. Anyway, let's pause ten seconds for a station identification. Please hang up and try again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, did you guys hear what Ray Lewis what Ray Lewis said? Dude, this who week? was I that? I saw this on ESPN. What? We came out of break and someone was like, brah. It was me. Yeah. <laughs> I went, yeah. Yeah, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis this week said he wants to be a cow patty. He said he yeah. always wanted to be a cow patty. Has always wanted is, to quote wear the star. All I have to say is I that knew figures. it because there. I 
<laughs> I mean, we always knew that Ray Lewis was a criminal. Uh-huh. And he wasn't on Dallas, so it was like, you know, they were meant for each other. <laughs> That's a mess. So when T.O. acts up, will Ray Lewis just smack him or what? No, I'll pull out a knife and kill him. I don't know. <laughs> but only if he had That's Michael Irvin in the lunch at line. the same time. Uh, he'll pull out a shiv. I, I, I just don't understand why he gets so much, so many accolades and, and so much respect around the NFL. It, it just blows my mind. If Roger Goodell had been the commissioner when Ray Lewis was involved with what he was involved with, he would not be playing in the NFL anymore. So, so yeah, he's What is this about Jerry Jones or the gag order? Yeah, what's this about Jerry Jones and the gag order? Let's not get too long on this offseason podcast. Yeah, real here. real quick about Jerry oh, Jones. That was that was gonna be that was gonna be my uh my Dallas Cowboys moronic moment of the week. Oh, oh well let you wanna oh, pause go on that? for it. Uh, and we can move on and hold that for you. Uh, well, you know, we've kinda already talked about it. I can just basically talk about it here. Alright, moronic I mean, moment basically of the week. Came at, there we go. Yeah, moronic moment of the week. We'll just go ahead into it. I mean uh <laughs> Jerry Jones comes out and, and basically says that uh that his his cream puff of a coach, Mr. Softy Puppet, um, <laughs> Wade Phillips, <laughs> Wade Phillips cannot, <laughs> Wade Phillips, I, that's not original, I can't take credit for that, um, Wade Phillips can't talk to anybody in the press independently, so, you know, I'm sure that does a whole lot for, for Wade Phillips' image as a coach, you know, and getting respect there as well. <laughs> he can't talk to the press independently of him? Yeah, basically, uh, it was, um, well, I'll read you here. Let's see. Jones is barring the coach from talking independently to reporters. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> so he can't talk unless he's got Jerry Jones's hand up the back of his shirt. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it goes on to, it goes on to say about, you know, there is only one guy writing all the checks, Jerry Jones, but come on. <laughs> Skeletor. <laughs> oh man, nice one. Oh man. So yeah, apparently anyway. the deal is is that Jerry Jones was tired of all the. the are we going to sign To or keep To? I mean, or are we going to cut him? Well, I'm just tired of talking about that. Hey, how about them Cowboys? So that's pretty much it. <laughs> I, I, here, let me read you this. I'm pulling this off of something uh, a guy wrote on the Dallas Morning View vo- uh, blog from Dallas News. Uh, and he basically says, uh, here, here's the questions here that he's tired of customers and the media enablers on whether the, quote, star wide receiver had become more trouble than he's worth, whether the star dating quarterback could lead his team to even one playoff victory, whether the owner general manager had a clue for not getting rid of his star intimidated coach and whether said coach actually could become Mr. Kind of a tougher guy in time to help fill those 100,000 new seats. And there you go. And I think we've talked enough about Dallas. (laughs) Oh, I got a pretty good story today when I took uh, my two year old girl to the, um, doctor for her two-year-old checkup they had to give her one of those things where they take blood out of your finger you know like a vial of it and they like stuck her with the thing and she just like looked at him like what's up and they took the whole thing of blood and then they gave her another shot in her arm 
and she just looks at him. And then I go, I was like, dang, Mill. I was like, are you ready to play in the NFL? And she like turns and looks at me all serious and goes, yes. <laughs> nice. Solid, they were like, they're like, this is like the, the doctor or the woman giving the shots was like, your child is made of steel. <laughs> she didn't even flinch. She's two and didn't even flinch when she got these shots. Wow. Nice. It's pretty hilarious. And then she looks all serious and goes, yes. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, I nice. thought I'd throw that in. Forget her being the first female kicker in the NFL. I think she's going to be a linebacker or something. Awesome. Yeah. What, dude, wasn't one of you guys talking about you saw a car with cowboy stuff or something like that? Well, th- this story kind of pales in comparison after that one. That was awesome. Um, but I was driving um, yesterday uh, between uh, schools for my job, and I pull up to a stoplight down at um, Damn Nick and Holland in Virginia Beach. And I look over to my right, and there's this like old beat-up um, – kind of like it was like a early 90s chevrolet something or other and there's there's dallas cowboys stickers all over it all over the place and then in one back window i see a sticker of the decepticons now those of you that grew up in the 80s or that have seen the recent michael bay Bloma michael bay movie of the uh, transformers you know the autobots are the good guys the decepticons are the bad guys so I look over, I see this car, it's covered with Dallas, it's got Dallas Stars, Dallas Cowboys, go, you know, the flag on the top of the car, all that good stuff. And a big, fat Decepticon sticker, the purple head, on one of the windows. I mean, it was big. Little window, big sticker. Right. Now, I'm sitting right next to him. My car has a number of Washington Redskins accoutrement on it. It also happens to have an Autobot sticker on one of the side windows. And I was sitting there looking over at this Decepticon car with all the Cowboys and thinking about my Autobots car with all the Washington Redskins. And I was like, yep, good versus evil. Once again, a perfect example. Dude, did you get a picture? I wish I had. I, I picked up my phone actually to take a picture and then the light turned green and he, he sped off in a cloud of uh, slightly bluish gray smoke, which means he probably has burnt pistol. <laughs> I'm going to call the city of Virginia Beach Department of Transportation and see if they had any cameras in the area that were, uh, you know, snapping shots at intersections. I, I, you know, he he was like the second car in the right lane. The right There were two straight lanes. He was in the, in the right and I was in the left. And he was like the second car in the right lane. I was the third car in the left lane. So he may not have even seen me, but I was like, man, I would love to have been up there in my Subaru. <laughs> right next to him at the beginning of the line being like vroom vroom i know that chevrolet uh i don't know it was it was like a cavalier or something like that i know you can't take me at that vroom, vroom. <laughs> and then you know when the light turned green he'd peel off and like smoke his tires and go burning down the road and i'd be like like all like Nice. So, yeah, good versus evil, Redskins versus Cowboys. Yet another example to uh, use teaching your children. So, those of you out there with children, when you watch the Transformers movie, <laughs> is that the music that's? Is that the music I hear that's saying, "Hey guys, it's time to wrap this one up"? I, I, I think so. Pretty much. So, I think we're on uh, we're on hiatus right now for Tom's trivia. Right before we so. could really crank back into that. Yeah, we're on hiatus right now. Yeah, Tom's Trivia is on hiatus for the off-season. Um, he's taking a nice long vacation 
Um, but it'll be back as we get into preseason going into uh, late summer. And we're not going to talk about it anymore. Uh, we're not going to talk about, not just Tom's trivia, we're not going to talk about what I'm about to say anymore here. But we do have some changes and some things, some updates coming with some website stuff. So we'll keep you updated. Oh, yeah. It's going to be And sweet. we're also working on some new recording methods to get better audio quality. That's right, Josh. There, there's some big change, big changes in Harry Hog football. Let's just say that. That's right. Josh, can we can we say the new, uh, the new uh, extension? Nope. nope. Not yet? Nope. All right. Nope. Anyway, there's going to be some big changes. Hopefully, we'll have them all ironed, all the kinks ironed out by the time the preseason rolls around and we get more than our 17 listeners back. <laughs> A lot of them take the offseason off. Anyway, dudes, let's wrap this up. Um, as always, hail to the Redskins. And, hail to uh, those Redskins. Woohoo! Send us an email if you got anything to say. Uh, Redskins fan at HarryHogFootball.com or give us a -a ring-a-ding-ding on the hog line. And that phone number, of course, is... 202. What? John? 206. What's the... 203. 206-1566. 206-203-1566. Leave us a message. It goes right to voicemail. And uh, if you have a good funny message or something really poignant, a good uh, Redskins, Cowboys, Autobots, Decepticons type story or anything of that nature, um, it may just end up on the next podcast. Yes, and uh, and I'll reiterate that again. It's 206-203-1566. 202 is the Washington, D.C. area code. I've still got my head wrapped around that old number that we had. Yeah, because this number is local if you live in Washington. Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. But it's a free number for us. (laughs) Anyway, dudes. That's the number we got. That's right. Anyway, 206-203-1566. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. And uh, until next week, dudes, uh, hail to the Redskins. Yep. And as always, if you see a Cowboys fan. Yoko! Yoko!